another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library, whatever. My name is Lucas Maxwell. I'm the host today, uh, and every day, I guess, uh, would make sense to say that. I'm going to talk today about passive programming, which I've touched on in other, I guess, episodes before, but this is going to be just slightly more detailed. And passive programming, of course, is just programs that require very little setup or direction or supervision by by you librarian or whoever you may be if you're working in a library and it's they're good because they give students kind of ownership over the space in my opinion and keep them busy and doing productive things and they can be a lot of fun borderline so um these are the things that i've done in the past and most of them have worked pretty well we're lucky that we have a whiteboard as you come in the library doors and I kind of requested that and had one you know just put one up bought one and put one up myself um, and it's useful because you can of course adapt it you can ask a question and I just I saw one on social media and I apologize for not knowing not remembering who this was but um, there was one on social media where the librarian just asked students to say hello in their native language which is a really cool idea which I'm going to steal and just to see it filled with all these different languages was really cool. Um, I've done things like, welcome back, tell us what you read. Did you read anything good over the summer? And you'll get students who, who will just say no, just because they want to show off. Or maybe they didn't read anything, of course. Uh, I've seen it this week filled up with things like lots of comics and all kinds of different books. It's great to see all the different books they've written on there. And... That that's a good one. That's an easy one. You can just ask any kind of question. It can be anything. You could do a "Would you rather?" I saw one. I think this is uh, uh, Tiffany Whitehead, who's worth following on Twitter. She does a "Would you rather?" in the library, and it's passive programming. And it's I think they put little beads in jars. And I don't know if this is Tiffany's, but this is there was one that it was simply, "Would you rather be?" a giant hamster or a tiny rhinoceros I think was the question and you know they love that kind of stuff and even adults love that kind of stuff and you put your beads or your whatever in the in the jar that you want Um, that kind of stuff is really cool and there's tons of different things you can do so the whiteboard is one that I use a lot I did that I talked about this before but it's kind of how Dungeons and Dragons started in the library I can't go a podcast without mentioning that program um I didn't know Stranger Things was just starting and I didn't really know if D&D would be popular so I put a poll up on the board and it was overwhelmingly filled with yes check marks and so we started it and uh, you know it hasn't really looked back since so it's the thing that you can find you can maybe surprise yourself find things out uh, you can do all sorts of things with the with the whiteboard I put um, I'm going to be doing this very soon we have our own book award, which I have an episode about book awards, but I put up the covers of the long list of the book award that we do, and I just get them to vote on their favorite cover just to get an idea. That doesn't determine the short list, but I put the blurbs as well. And I think this year I'm going to put the blurbs, like just blue tack them to or write them out um, blind, as in they won't have the covers or the titles of the books. We'll just be like, here's the blurb vote on your favorite 
And I think that'll be cool to see who which book gets the most votes. And I'm going to use that plus input with our student librarians uh, on which should be the shortlist, which I think will be cool. So that's the things that I use those for. There's also, I've done magnetic poetry, which you can do, which is simple if you have a board. If you have a flip chart, it's the same kind of thing. You can put that out. I've seen that done many times. You can ask them to write a specific type of poetry if you want, or poem, I should say, or just have fun with it, or have a specific theme. I've also done programs where I've created... um, like color in your own bookmark and it's really simple just leave it out and we also have um teen or quote teen or quote adult coloring books with different themed uh, stuff and it's just kind of uh therapy in a way they just sit and and do those again it takes really little effort to just put it out i've done more involved ones which i really like um where i've put a bigger question on like a a larger bulletin board which is uh if you could meet any character from a book you know those types of questions you've heard them before but and they but they write them out on little cards and and tack them to the bulletin board um which has been really popular there's all sorts of things you can do i've had uh i've talked about this one before but i've had the jar where the the jar chooses what they're going to read next i put just put great books i'm going to do that tomorrow i think Having trouble, put a sign on it. This says having trouble uh, choosing a book. Let the jar, let the jar decide. I called it um, Jar Jar Thinks once, and that did not go down well with anybody. I don't know why I called it that. I just thought it was funny at the time. It's not funny, but that was it. That was what I did with that. Um, with the bookmarks, you could do a little challenge where you can choose a theme or genre or anything like that and you could have a little competition bookmark competition i'm i've done things where and this is still the image we used i had students create uh it was like a logo competition we have our own we have another podcast called booklings chat which is completely run by the students where we interview authors when they visit and that'll be ramping up soon um I had students create, like, hand-draw a logo, you know, choose choose a logo for the, for the podcast, like, make it a competition. And one student drew, like, an old-fashioned uh, stereo uh, with books around and stuff. And so we converted that into, like, a Canva uh, design and use that. It's really cool. And so things like that. There are... Um, there are great uh, comics. I can put a link in the in the notes there the, where it's like, finish this comic. And I'm going to use that for my comic book club uh, next week, which launches next week. But um, finish this comic. You could leave a few of those out. There's a bunch. Um, his name is Jared Lettner, I think. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I've forgotten names. I'm exhausted. Who else is exhausted after the first week back? <laughs> it's only Wednesday. I feel like I've been there three years. Um... <laughs> So you could do that, and there, what else could we do? Um, oh, book reviews are an easy one. Some students are going to definitely shy away from that, though. Um, but you can, I, we leave book review forms out. They can just you like take them. Uh, I'm trying to cut down on paper this year, so they have an online one. But 
I just want to make sure they're aware of it, but we still have some paper ones. This, this were, I mean, this, I think it's aimed at younger students, but I would, it would definitely be um, popular with 11 to 15, I, I would imagine. And it's like an I spy thing. And I've seen them online. I've never done one just because I don't have the time. It's a bulletin board that's loaded with things. And of course, they just have to choose, like, find a certain number of things. I mean, I know it would be hugely popular. I think I would like to try it if I have the time. But it's just to put all those little images up. Um, I know that would take a huge amount of time. So um, you could also do, I mean, this, I don't know, if, is this passive? Maybe not. But hiding clues around the library, I've seen that one. Um, I guess you could if you, if the clues are static and they don't take them. You could have like a handout where they, they try to find certain things. And it can't be books because books will move. We do have a few items, a few mascots, I should say. We've had some amazing TAs make little like book fairies. If you have anything like that that's static, you could make a little scavenger hunt. Designing book covers, I mean, that's an old one. Um, we had a visit from Tom Engelberger once, who wrote, writes the Origami Yoda series. We had a virtual visit from him ages ago. And we left out... Um, instructions on how to make Yoda with we just had green paper and because it's really simple how to make an origami Yoda you could do something like that which is really cool and of course tied in with the book series you could have the book series kind of on display on a shelf and just have the the papers which is nice we've had things where students can take what you need I guess is a, a better lack of a better term we had students write messages of encouragement last year and just stick them on the whiteboard and students could take them if they were feeling down. And a lot of people took them. It was just anonymous messages. You know, you are great. It'll be okay. Don't worry, etc. The students love writing them. And the students like taking them. And we did the another aspect of that with the book club. We left messages of encouragement, positive messages, in um, in books, we just had them design and put them on like recipe or revision cards, and we left them randomly in books. And two or three years later, I'm still finding them sometimes. So I'm really, uh, I'm really enjoying that. It's really cool to see all that stuff. You could do a, um, and we've done this one where it's just simply guess the, you know, the first line. We have some first line posters around the the, the library, which are really nice. Um, but we have I've I've put the book on it, so or the books are on it, so it doesn't really work. But you could do you could do that easily, and if it, if you did it on like Canva and had them around, guess the first line. It could be left there for a little while. Uh, I think after a while, students might get a little a little bored of it, or you might get bored of it. Um, Another one I've seen is using emoji. You can find these. I think um, BuzzFeed or whatever has those uh, around. You can use um, emojis to you know guess the book based on the emoji. That's another one. You could do like one and have them put their answers in a jar. Make it, it had to be really hard though. Otherwise, it'd be too easy. 
And another one I've seen is where you maybe a book's fallen apart and you've shredded it and you put it in the jar and then guess the book. I've done that before. You have to be careful with that because sometimes the pages really give it away. And you can't do a book that is too obscure. So it has to be a known book. But um, if it has the word chocolate factory on it when they're looking at the uh, thing, you know, you know, it's going to be a bit tricky. So you can also find like uh, silhouettes of famous characters. Put them up. They can guess. Um, another one is uh, simply board games we have tons we have a makerspace that we do every Friday which I've turned really into a a passive program kind of center because it became too many students in, no, I mean too many students is, is a good problem to have really I'm so grateful that they come in for it but it, what I mean is that too many students came in to, to handle it for me to be supervising or running 10 different stations so I made it completely passive so Lego uh, Keva planks or Kiva planks are amazing connects if you've got them we also have board games and we have there's one called chairs where they simply try to stack these little chairs it's, it's so hard <laughs> um, what else guess who battleship all these games um, uh, the uh, double five second rule is really cool you have to say you know you have to you have to um associate words in five seconds uh, uh to a topic it's really cool uh, things like that we've played it with all authors and things like that so that's a, that's a really good one another one that was um started by i believe by a librarian colleen graves is book face friday which is really simple you find a book that has a face on it uh, or an image on it that matches a face in the library or a a thing in the library and you put the book up it's really just google book face friday <laughs> because you can't explain it um and they take a picture of it and if you don't want you know if you can do like um feet or 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 buildings or anything like that it doesn't have to be their faces it, you know we don't i don't take pictures of any students um at all just i just don't like to do it unless it's like the back of their heads or something and but a book face Friday, I guess you could do it if their face was completely covered. Um, and it is fun. It's fun to see. So that's another one. I, I, I do believe Colleen Graves uh, created that. Um, there's so many different things you could do. You know, word puzzles, all that stuff. You could have, if you have, um, you know, depending where you are in the world if or what kind of school you're in, if you're, if you're teens or your patrons are allowed to have mobile phones out and cell phones. We don't allow, we're not allowed to have any you know, that out at all. But you could do um, QR codes that link to your website or your blog or whatever, you know, your library, your school blog, where they um, where they uh, they take their phone, they scan it, and it just goes to a book review. That they can see the review uh, there and then, which is really cool. Another great one is... Um, using Padlet and I've I've talked about Padlet before which is I really like it and I've done it with it's essentially an online wall I've talked about this on the podcast but it's an online wall where the students can leave reviews or information and you get alerted when there's a new thing you can obviously block any kind of profanity or anything like that if that's a concern and only the students that you give the link to uh, can post and 
there's no they don't need to sign up or anything like that so you that is a form of passive programming because if they have access to computers either at home or uh, in the library you could have your library assistants Uh, what I did was I had our our manga club Um, I made a wall once it was like just tell me what kind of what you want me to buy buy for the library and of course you're going to get stuff maybe that is a bit old old for the, uh, what you should, you know maybe for a library but I got, I got a lot of um, it was a great one because I am not a, a manga expert and I am trying to learn so it was a great way to figure that out and it's also a great way to get students to discuss their favorite books and also um, you know what they want from the library I tried to make it into almost like a teen advisory board and that's what I'm trying to steer. I'm going to do another episode on that next week. I'm trying to steer our library assistant program into like a teen advisory board where they're helping to steer the library and they're helping to direct programming And because I want it to reflect um, their needs and what they want. Um, I know that we've hit on a few things that are really popular, comics, <laughs> comic book club, Dungeons and Dragons club, and the book club, of course, but I just want them to be a part of it. So... I would love to hear other ideas for passive programming. So if you connect on social media or whatever, that would be amazing because it's um, always something I'm looking out for and uh, it's very useful and engaging really. Um, So that's it. I hope you enjoyed that and I'll talk to you next week. Take care.